This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning, everybody. Here's your pal, Tracy Duran, your favorite Aurora historian, here with your, with your weather today. At this moment, today is, at this moment is about 19 degrees. You had to be careful out there because the roads are slick. So, you know, just take your time getting where you're go, go, going to go because, like I always tell my boss, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> um, there is going to be some dry, fluffy snow today. And so just make sure you're prepared. The travel will be slippery, so it might um, impact the commute. And, um, but the snow will be through 8 a.m. today, so it should be getting done soon. Um, and also always make sure you check your road conditions. And, um, and there you go. So I'm sorry, <laughs> I am not prepared, but I love everybody. and. At least we're not doing, you know, everybody knows I love history. At least we're not doing any historic record breaking today with weather. Um, you know, no historic cold, no historic snow or anything like that. So everything's good. So as your weather girl for Good Morning Aurora, and we are on to Good Morning Aurora. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Uh, the time is 8 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, it is 8 a.m. and we have two special things going on. Um, the first was the weather. 
You guys saw Tracy Duran doing the weather. Tracy Duran one of our well, won one of our contests um, before Christmas. I think it was before Christmas. So we just paid up today and had her on the weather. Uh, we also have some more contest winners who won who will be on the weather next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we're going to bring back the trivia question tomorrow as well. I think people like the trivia question. So, so. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking up a, a really tough one right now. And we'll debut it to you guys so that you can see it and potentially win. And maybe you can do uh, the weather someday. But um, today we have a special conversation. So Medea and myself are here uh, to talk about something that we've been kind of kicking back and forth between us for some some time now months yes. um, and uh, it's really special so um, the anniversary of Medea's daughter Ilani passing and my dad passing um, was very recent um, mm -hmm. just a couple weeks ago last week actually um, mm -hmm. so today what we wanted to do is we wanted to come together as a team and as a unit Good morning, Aurora, and Buenos Dias, Aurora. And we wanted to, um, you know, talk over what we've been going through, see what other people think, talk about grief, talk about our experiences dealing with things. And hopefully, the the idea here is that hopefully somebody, maybe it's you, maybe it's a family member, can relate. Uh, the chat is open for anybody who wants to say anything. Please send us some, con uh, you know, leave a condolence, anything you want. Um, and we will uh, we will start that way. So to start things off, this is my dear friend Medea Banuelos. You guys know her as the uh, Tuesday morning, uh, Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday morning host Tuesday of morning. Buenos Dias, Aurora. Uh, how are you feeling? I, I am good. Okay. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Um, so we also have a, uh, a great slideshow of pictures that we're going to show you guys a little bit, too, of my dad and uh, Medea's daughter as well. Um, so to start things off, Medea, um, tell us about Ailani. Ailani, oh my goodness. Oh, there's so much to say. She was such an amazing girl. Not because she was my daughter, but just if you stepped away uh, from the situation and you just met her, she was a ray of sunshine. Uh, she would walk into a room, light the whole room up, and made you feel like you were the most special person in the world. And that's just a gift you know, she had. Um, she was strong, she was brave, she was a leader. And I miss her very, very much. Mm -hmm. um, and the interesting thing about Alani, I got to, I had the pleasure of, of meeting Alani. Yeah. Um, she came to the old studio uh, once upon a time, um, and that was that was great. Alani's favorite, and I'm gonna remember this. Alani's favorite crepe was the blueberry crepe, right? At Paris Bistro. The, the strawberry. The strawberry. The strawberry okay. crepe. I knew it was, <laughs> Those I knew it was are a favorite. berry. Yes. Um, all right, so good morning, everybody. Real quick, it's 8.03 a.m. Juan Cayetano, good morning to you. Norma Peterson, good morning to you. Fredo Trinidad, um, Anne-Marie Hesna, Shannon Elise, good morning to all of you great people out there. Um, so let's do this. Let's start off with, um, we can start a couple of uh, pictures of yeah. Alani. Let's do a little bit. Let's take uh, Alani 1, and uh, we'll go into it. All right. Alani and Javier, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Where was this at? This uh, Phillips uh, Park golf course. Yeah. She got to golf. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. She was a good golfer. And funny thing is, she um, there was a tumor growing on her right lung, and she couldn't move her right hand. So she would golf with her left hand, and she has a she had a great swing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, let's do two. That was our last picture together. 
That's a very beautiful November picture. November 26th. Yeah. That is a very beautiful picture. Um, uh, take it to three. Oh, yeah. So that um, she has a signed Mayweather uh, boxing glove. Really? Uh, yeah. Dr. Our, one of our friends, Dr. Robert Renteria, made mm -hmm. this possible. It was really cool. That's nice. We love boxing. Yep. Yeah. That is a that's a that's a really good that's a really good blessing. So the real quick, the you're a boxing family. Yes. Family loves boxing. Yes. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Um, number four. I think it was number four. Was next. Yes. Now this picture here, um, I wanted to ask you about. Where was this taken at? Um. It was a home. It was homecoming. Okay. And um, I think it was in Warrenville. I didn't go that day. I was working, but um, her and her friends went to take photos there, and I just love that picture. Yeah, that's a beautiful picture. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take the next one. Yeah. This looks like a home picture. Yes. You guys read home. Yeah. All right. Next. It was us in Chicago. We went to the, uh, 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 what is it? The architect uh, tour on a boat in Chicago. Oh, the boat. Yeah, that oh, that's a good cool. tour, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I've been on that tour. Um, that tour is that tour is really cool. You ladies look very, very similar. And I mean, you know, mother and daughter, obviously, but you oh, guys are you. certainly twins. You can get it, it up um, here. Um, all right, let's come out of the slideshow. We'll come back. Um, to the slash momentarily. Uh, so tell us a couple of, tell us um, some, you know, tell us some of your favorite memories about, I know we have the pictures to show. Yeah, but. you know, it's it's basically, so Ilani had cancer, right? And she fought for many years, almost seven years. Um, and she had treatment throughout. Um, she had a couple of months in between that she didn't have cancer. We thought she was cured. And um, I want to talk about this because this is how I heal, right? And I think we need to normalize speaking about grief and allow us to feel that pain and to um, understand that it is, it is there and we can't ignore it and it's weighing us down a lot of the time. And um, I always come back to this memory I want to share with you. Um, so... You know, throughout her treatment, she she lost a lot. She was playing soccer all of a sudden. She couldn't play soccer. And then I'm like, well, you know, you have so many talents. You have so many talents. Don't worry about not being able to play soccer. And, um, you know, she started uh, playing. She was doing chemo and she started playing the violin. But while she was playing, her fingers would bleed. Um, they would open and bleed. And I would say, okay, no, 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 no violin. Okay, well you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, she was singing and her lung collapsed. Her right lung collapsed and it was the most scary, it was the scariest thing. And even though her lung had collapsed, she still, this was a Thursday night, she was singing when it collapsed. And the next morning she told my husband, I need to go to the hospital, I'm not okay. She could hardly speak anymore, but she refused to go to the hospital the day before. And she's in ICU, you know, she's, um, they're putting these tubes in her lungs and um, for her to be able to breathe, there was, um, it was 100% collapsed. And uh, so basically everything was being carried by the left lung. And um, when a, somebody came to visit her, a very special person, and she said, hey, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And she said, she said, talk to my mom. 
because she needs it and because this is how she heals. And here I am today, you know, and I want to talk about grief. Sorry. I am not sorry, actually. But, you know, it's I want to talk about grief because we need to be able to discuss it. And it's there. Right. And one of the things like that, I think um, we would feed off of each other, me and her, was the fact that. We always had that hope that tomorrow was going to be a better day. And we believed it. A hundred percent of our soul and our being. We believed tomorrow was going to get better, right? But um, I am I am doing this because I think that if you face your fears and if you face them, they can't beat you, right? Uh, she had this theory where in your worst days, you had to look your best. And she said, mom, on your worst days, you have to look your best. And then you come up to the challenge and you look at it in its eyes. And it'll know that it doesn't scare you. And and it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, the other thing I want to share for me, I don't know how you feel about, you know, you're dealing with your grief as well. But one of the things, the best way I can describe it is, this grief is this weight. I a lot of the time, I'm not doing anything and I'm exhausted, right? But but I have this weight that I carry daily. And even though you know you still go to work and you still have to look like you can accomplish all these things, that's just who you are, right? Um, but there's this weight that I carry. And I get tired of it because it's all the love I have for her, right? And it weighs me down because I don't know where to put it, right? I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you. I can't give it to you because it's not yours. It is hers. And I have to hold it. I have to hold it and I have to walk with it until I find where I can put it in her honor or how I can absorb it back, right? We love our children and we don't want anything bad to happen to them ever. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of power. But if nothing else, hopefully we can find that perception, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I do appreciate, you know, sitting here and, and doing this with you. And like we talked about, you know, we were definitely going to, um going to do this it's it's you know my son is 11 and i do remember you know at the main time she told us like alani's sick and the whole time i've known you um which seems like forever but it has not been the whole time i've known you i've had so much respect for you because you've you've been dealing with something that not many people are dealing with every day um, and I, I do think that for a lot of people, hopefully at this, this, what we're talking about can help somebody because it's a choking pain. It is. It is a choking, just like it is, it's a, it really does have like a weight to it. It feels so heavy. Um, and I think that one of the other missions as we talked about too, is, is cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So that's why Good Morning Aurora shares and Buenos Dias Aurora. That's why the shows share cancer awareness stuff. That's why we share everything that Rush Copley has going on. We share as much as we can um, to, you know, inform people and and enlighten people. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, can you tell us, um, you know, what what day to day has been like? You know, we know we know about the weight and, and working and everything. How do you work, be a mom and still deal? Well, you know, in the back of my head, there's I'm always thinking about memories. And even though I'm doing regular, ordinary things, I'm always thinking about her. Always, 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 always. And I think um, we're all different, right? This is, again, this is what works for me. And um, I think you just, nobody wants to see somebody sad, right? We don't want to see them sad because we don't know what to say. Right. And we don't know what to do. We don't know how to take that pain away from them. So you toughen up and you take a deep breath and then you tell yourself, today is not the day to fall apart. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll check in tomorrow and see. And that works for moments at a time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, but, um, but it keeps you going, you know, and I have my son and I have my husband and, um, it's just reinventing yourself because your life has changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and a, 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 a sliver, a sliver of sunshine that I do think is important in this conversation is that your son and I have the same name. Yeah. Xavier. <laughs> yes. Our sons are Xavier's. <laughs> so, you know, it's meant to be. It We're is, supposed to be friends. It is meant to be. And I, I feel like. I feel like in a I feel like in a small way that helps. Yeah. I do. I feel like in a small way that helps. I when when Madea and I were talking about doing this, my thought process, I immediately said yes, we want to honor our loved ones. But I remember like after I hung the phone up, I was like I didn't I didn't give that a lot of thought. I didn't give a lot of thought to like what it would actually be like. Mm-hmm to sit and talk about it with other people who aren't family members, you know? But then I thought, and I'm proud, and I know that your husband is proud and and Alain was proud, but this is the the most, this is the best way we can honor our loved ones. Yes. By amplifying their lives and their message. Um, So the time is 8.15 a.m., Thank you very, very much to everybody who was watching this. We appreciate it very much. Um, if you have a loved one, we'll say some words for you. If you want to put your loved one in the chat, we can share. Um, you, if you feel like sharing with us, we'll say a couple of um, kind words for your loved one as well. Mayra Vasquez, good morning to you. Luz Elena Brambella Guerrero, good morning. Karina Suarez Darden, Emily Perez, and uh, Josue Pais, good morning uh, to all of you guys. Um, so let's let's. Uh, talk about Alani some more and some beautiful picks. Yeah. All right. So I think we got maybe five was next. Thank you, Alex. Yes. All right. What's going on here besides That's a very our nice eleven hat? year wedding anniversary? Very Just nice. At a party. Yeah. Nice family. Yeah. That is a beautiful <laughs> picture of you guys. That's a beautiful picture. Thank you. Um, you know, before we go, was isn't it was it difficult picking the pictures? 
Was it difficult? Um, no. For me, it was. For me, it was. Um, but we can uh, let's let's go to the next one, Alex, please. All right. Yeah. What was, what was going on in this picture? She had a great. Just smiling. Yeah, she loves. Smiling. She loved her dresses. Life. Yes. Yes, that was a, a quinceanera we went to. All right. I think number eight might be next. Yeah, that was her birthday. How old was she in this in picture? What birthday I, is this? And you can see her piano in the background. Um, she was, I think, 16. Very nice. Yeah. Who made the cake? Um, we bought it. Okay. Oh, no, that's a Portillo's cake. Yeah, we bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Portillo's has good cake. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, that was next. her favorite, too. Let's see what we got next. Oh, this was when she played soccer. She used to be uh, defense. Defense, and, okay. Um, yeah, that was that was the last picture she took uh, right before she um, found out. I think we just had, had found out she had cancer. She didn't know yet. And... Um, she that that was the last picture she took before she started chemo uh how long did she play soccer for she played for a few years um maybe five years okay yeah um all right next slide paris bistro good morning mario lopez good morning and god bless you dear friend we appreciate that nori sanchez says good morning good to morning. you and she loves you Medea. thank you thank you nori sanchez and that's uh, Northwestern University. We went to check it out last summer. Is that the harbor in the background? Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, mm. they do sailing. Too. They do. They have a sailing club. They do. Yeah, yeah you know, our brother likes to sail. I've that only done is. it once, but there was I've a, never it, done it. It was a great experience. So yeah. Gosh, it was so much fun. <laughs> um, now, I see something here that I do want to plant it's a flag in our conversation. Yeah. That's your sister? Sister-in-law. Sister-in-law? Yeah. Okay. Um, you and Ilani with the shades. Yeah. It's always a shades thing, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's always a <laughs> always the shades. All right, next slide, please. Oh, that was Xavier's birthday. How old was Xavier? Xavier was a year old. Wow, oh. that's amazing. She always spoiled him, and they loved each other very much. Yeah. All right, uh, next slide. And that was her golden birthday. Very nice. Now, where was this at? Um, Harvard, Illinois. Harvard, Illinois. Yes. Okay. Yes. What was the venue? Uh, it's actually a castle. There's a castle in Harvard, Illinois. Really? Yeah. And um, it was a dream come true for her. So it was part of this organization called Bear, uh, Bear's Necessity, mm -hmm. Bear Necessities, and they they actually uh, um, made this happen for her. Okay. She was already um, during treatment. All right. Next slide. If we got any, that was last slide. Yeah. Okay. Bare necessities. Um, and it's a it is a uh, cancer based treatment. No, it's it's, it's like an organization, a foundation, and basically what they do is they uh, raise funds and they give children a wish, right? So you submit your the information. Um, what you would like to do. Some people do like shopping sprees and stuff. But Ailani always wanted to share whatever she had. And when she had a like a dream like this, for example, she wanted to bring her friends together and all share this experience. So I think we took 11 or 12 girls 
and then um yeah they took us over there it was really nice it was girls only girls only so yeah nice. yeah it was a girl party bus it was really nice <laughs> <laughs> with mom and with mom. <laughs> yes yes but you know curtis not everything is um you know when i when i think about her and um there was already there was so much beauty right even um, during her, I know it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, but um, there was also so much peace and so much love when she was going, you know, when we did the funeral and the wake and um, the last few minutes, few hours, few days, she didn't talk for five straight weeks when she was in the ICU in the hospital, but she would write. And what a gift that was, right? She was able to write. She was able to communicate with us, even though she couldn't speak. And for that, I am very grateful. And um, and again, there was so much beauty and so much love, and I didn't realize how many people truly loved her. Uh, there was a lot of people I had never even met, and and you know they followed her story, and they found they would get bits and pieces of her story, and they would say they find perception, right? And it was one of those things that she would. You know, she would say, there's no bad lives. They, there are different um, situations, different problems, different issues, but there is no bad lives, right? All lives are important and are beautiful. And every single element we could control, we were able to control. And, and again, that is, that is such a gift. And the biggest gift of all was to be able to this is gonna sound kind of crazy, but you know, I had her when she was little and she was sick when she was little and I could be there next to her and I can hold her hand and I could maybe not tell her everything was gonna be okay, but I could tell her I am going to be with you all the time. Me and dad are gonna be here with you and we're gonna hold your hand and you're gonna do all the, all the hard work, but you won't be left alone. And I think if she would have been an adult Maybe if she would have had children, she wouldn't, I wouldn't have had the gift of spending, you know, that time with her. And um, she also wanted to be a physician, so she would take uh, AP classes since freshman year. She would apply for scholarships at freshman year, and I was like, girl, she would do these essays and mm -hmm. submit them. And she's like, oh, it's so, so sad I didn't get them. And I thought, well, that's because you're a freshman. You know, they have to give them to the seniors and the juniors. And, right. um, but she, she was just, she was a hard worker. And again, that was something she could control. So she loved school. She always went to school, even when she was in treatment. And that was the way for her to feel normal, like a normal kid, you know? Right. And one of the questions you asked me earlier is, how do I work, right? How can I work when I'm going through this grief and this pain, right, that is um, numbing a lot of the times because grief is not linear, right? There's all these emotions and we're all dealing with these emotions at a different time. I could be angry, you could be sad. Like we are not gonna be dealing with the same thing at the same time, but there is one time where I just go, 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 go. And remember what I told you about, hey, today's not the day to break down. We'll check in tomorrow and see how that goes, right? There was one time. I had five homes to show one family. And I actually um, was, this is why I wear the sunglasses. 
huh? So I, I, I ugly cried, you guys. Like it was not pretty. I was just like crying in my car. I showed the first home, and all of a sudden, grief just came, and I cried so loud, and I was shaking, and I was going to into a panic attack. And I just cried, 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 cried. And when I got to the next home, you know, I cleaned, you know, my tears. I put my shades on. I went and I showed the home. I came out, get in the car, cried all the way to the next one, got off, put my shades on, go show the home. And I did it for five homes consecutively. And I'm sure my client, bless her heart, she didn't say anything. You know, because you cry and your nose gets red too. So I'm sure she could tell. I thought I was fooling her. Yeah. But no, you know, I'm sure she knew, but she didn't say anything. And I'm grateful for that grace she gave me. So if you know anybody that's going through grief, give them some grace because they're really struggling. Just getting out of the house is hard. Um, but again, just understanding like what to say when somebody passes away. That's one of the things too. It's okay to say, I don't know what to say. Right. This really sucks because it's not normal for you to lose someone so close to you and it's painful and it's okay because there was a lot of love and that hurts because you no longer have that. So allow yourself to feel that pain. Cry as much as you need to and then take a deep breath and then go on. And if you cannot find, if you just don't, want to do a day right you just can't do it you don't want to i try sometimes to live for her and i have you know her favorite drink and i'll have whatever she likes and i do things that she would have liked so uh you know that's how that's how i find strength um thank you for sharing that yeah. thank you for sharing that um because it it definitely you know when you were going through what you were going through and, you know, working with you and seeing you every day or almost every day, every, you know, many mm -hmm. times a week and everything like I did go home and think about you. I was like, man, that has got to be, you know, very tough. So I, I do, you know, I do appreciate you. And it's it's the spirit of Ailani and, you know, my dad that is putting this together. So, yes. you know, the, the goal is to the goal is to take what hurts. And help other people not hurt yes hopefully mm -hmm. um 827 is the time you guys i just want to say a couple of nice things um so paul dominguez thank you for tuning in life is not owned it's only borrowed megan vozolo ilani's legacy will live on forever such an incredible family thank you very much for that megan uh mariana martinez good morning cindy hugs thank you for sharing appreciate that mariana amy dermot good morning Dear Amy, good friend. Um, good morning. Thank you for sharing your beautiful memories. Uh, Paris Bistro says they love you, Medea. And uh, Maria Saltageri, dear friend, thank you both for introducing them to us. This here is the best way to honor their memory, uh, sharing a memory, excuse me, keeping the spirits of their spirit of their essence alive. I truly feel they hear and love us so much for doing so. Um, and uh, Judge Kim did Giovanni. Good morning to you. Um, so the time is eight twenty eight. Um, we are going to go to a commercial. Uh, we're going to take a brief commercial, and then we come back. We're going to talk about my dad, and then we will um, uh, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll Sounds just keep good. going. Imagine what's possible 
when a city makes an unprecedented investment, a commitment that reshapes a city's landscape forever, that equalizes economic opportunity, elevates education for all, empowers businesses, inspires collaboration between institutions, improves public services, and enhances the lives of every resident. Now, imagine that city is ours. We know it's possible because other cities have done it. Places like Longmont, Colorado, a community that leveraged its investment in municipal electricity and upgraded its substations to create a 17-mile fiber loop, delivering critical connectivity to the city's institutions, organizations, and small businesses, achieving an incredibly high adoption rate. And in Far Texas, a border town of 80,000 voted the least connected city in America, invested in 700 miles of fiber, delivering broadband managed services that are enriching residents' lives. Cities, towns, and regions are stepping up all over America. There is no question that Aurora can and deserves to be America's next great smart city. But it's up to us. We have a responsibility we can't ignore to see everyone living in our city regardless of economic status, having broadband services that are simple, efficient, safe, and powerful. Imagine children having safe internet access anywhere, never needing to connect outside of a fast food restaurant. Imagine every building in every neighborhood and retail outlet, new and old, modernized, intuitive, secure. Imagine exciting subscribers with the ultimate broadband experience and giving parents control over all of it. Imagine deploying cyberbullying protection that notifies parents throughout Aurora that their kids are being bullied and providing resources to protect them. Imagine a city with first responders seamlessly connected and with safer public spaces can you see this smart city? Can you see our future? We do. Aurora is ready for world-class connection that serves our residents, that helps businesses grow and unifies our community. Let's take this opportunity to give all of our residents, businesses, and community organizations the advantages that come with unrivaled broadband infrastructure and services. Let's come together and deliver a world where digital equity creates a city that is smarter, safer, and sustainable for generations to come. We are back with Good Morning Aurora. Um, thank you for watching this episode. It means a lot for us uh, to be able to share the stories of our loved ones with you guys. And um, we're going to talk about Rudy. Mm -hmm. Who was Rudy? <laughs> well, Rudy, um, Rudy was my dad. Rudy's, his name was Rufus. Okay. 
Rufus Spivey. Um, that was his name. And uh, when he was young, mm-hmm. you know, my dad grew up in Macon, Georgia, um, deep in the south. And when he was when he was young, he didn't like the name Rufus. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, like a it's like a redheaded Greek mythology name or whatever. Uh, so he didn't like the name Rufus. So he um, he went by Rudy um, his whole life. But my dad was uh, he was born in Georgia and uh, he came to Chicago when he was a child. He came to Chicago, if if I'm not mistaken, when he was like 10 or 11 or something. Um, and to show you the kind of world uh, that used to be, I mean, his uncle or uh, put him on a train by himself and just sent him to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he landed in Chicago in the by himself, by himself. By himself. He? Oh, he was like 10 or 11. He's like wow. my son's age. Um, And he uh, lived on the west side, grew up on the west side of Chicago. And then many. he was a wrestler in high school. Um, He was also an iron worker, which was the job. He, he retired as an iron worker. He only had one job his whole life. And I remember, you know, when you're young, you're working here. You got a job here. Now you're over here. And I remember my dad telling me, like, you got more jobs than a Jamaican. He was like, he was like, you get one job. He's like, I've had one job my whole life. <laughs> I, can, I can hear him That's just, hilarious. I can just hear him now. But um, <laughs> no, my dad was, um, my dad was great. My dad is who I learned, um, you know, pretty much everything from. You know, unfortunately, my parents divorced when I was young too. So there is a, um, there's an element that, and that kind of fuels my part of the conversation too. Like, um, I think there's an element in togetherness of a family. That's one aspect. But if you have like, you know, divorced parents or something like that, then the aspect of the family unit doesn't leave. It's just now there's just like different shades, like technicality, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and stuff like that. So. You know, unfortunately, um, you know, our relationship got a little bit strained um, when I was young. I started being like, you know, just a, a knucklehead and kind of rebelling. But in the pictures, when we do show them, there's there's some great memories. And I have to say, like, I had a hard time picking the pictures for it today. I know. I really did. I had a hard yeah. time. Uh, but my dad was uh, my dad was found unresponsive. Um, and uh, and pronounced dead in in his home. He died. Uh, he died at home. And there's a few. You know, in the time I've been doing this show, uh, I've met a few people who've lost loved ones. And I remember thinking for every for everybody who told me a story when I was talking to them, um, I would listen to what they said, and I would hear the circumstances and like. As as terrible as it is to have lost my dad, I I'm happy he died at home. There is a there is a small like solace and a comfort behind that, you know. Um, and it it really like that makes me happy. But um, you know, unfortunately, like I said, my dad was found unresponsive, pronounced dead at home. Uh, he had been he had been dead for some time, unfortunately. So the the coroner found him, and he was in a uh, not a good state. Um, but my dad lived in the same house that I grew up in in Harvey, Illinois. 
Uh, and when, so let me, let me kind of pause real quick. Let me tell you what I am happy for. And this is, this is the big grief thing here. I was at work when I got the call that my dad was dead. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things that we have not talked about, right? We never talked about that day, what it was like for us. You know, what was it like for you to to find out? Um, yeah, it was it was the worst day ever, but yeah. I am glad I was at work. Yeah. Because if I was at home, I don't think I could have left the house. Oh, yeah. Like I I couldn't stay at work. You know, I I I had to leave eventually. So, like I I am thankful. I am thankful that I was at work. I really am because um, there were some great people there. Um, Ruth Ramos, who now works for Hesed House. Um, um, the other Ruth Madrano. Ruth Madrano and Ruth Ramos were the people who uh, who brought me back to life. And I appreciate that. So that so I'll tell you this, just, you know, because life goes on. What I am thankful for is that I was at work and I wasn't somewhere like at home where I could just retreat into nothingness. And I'm glad that Ruth Ramos and Ruth Madrano were there for me that yeah. day because Cause I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I even like survive that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, There's like miss- missing pieces of your memory, isn't it? Like you just can't recall. Like, yeah. do you remember driving? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff like that. Do you remember basically? Yeah. So that's um, uh, the time is eight thirty eight. So th- it's kind of a long story. Anyway, so I drove out to Harvey, Illinois. Ruth drove me to Harvey, Illinois, which for those who don't know, it's like it's, the border yeah. of Indiana. Yes. It's like, you know, I've shown homes over there. Yeah. Yes, it, far it south side, the far <laughs> south side. Yes. Um, but, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting because when I was young. I tried. Hard to leave Harvey, Illinois. I remember being young. And looking just around and and knowing that, like, I was better than this. You know what I'm saying? Harvey, Harvey, you know, unfortunately, it it got a little rough. You know, it was a Mm -hmm. nice neighborhood, nice place when my parents bought the house over there. But anyway, I remember being young, like, I'm going to I'm going to get out of here. And I did. But now I was coming back and my dad was dead. Yeah. You know? And it was like, just like that, like, life came crashing down. Um, so when when we when we talk about like grief and what it takes, like it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody, there is no, there is no blueprint. There is no frequently asked questions. There is no in case of emergency break glass. There is none of that, and. It doesn't get better with time either. No. It's like it seems like it gets worse. Yes. Like and it isn't gets that unreal? Worse. It's like, yeah. Because people tell you with time. Yeah. It'll get better with time. But I feel like no, every doesn't. day is harder. 
but we're also closer. Isn't that weird? Yep. Every day is you're farther away, but yet you're closer. Yep. So um, we can show some of the pictures that yes, that let's I brought see some photos. All right. So oh, here's the thing see. about here's the thing about this picture. Now, none of those are my dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> when he was born, there was there was no color photographs. But this picture is important, mm -hmm. and I actually put it in here by mistake, but ended up leaving it. And um, the reason why is because, like, that time in that photo represents like when my parents were together okay you know and um i went to catholic school when i was young um it represents a time when like i feel that i feel that i i i miss that time yeah i do i miss that time and when our friends the cayetanos lost their son um you know i went to church yeah i went to the service and it had been since that picture since i had been at mass that was a really? long time ago that was a long time ago oh wow that was yeah. a long time ago so i left that picture in there because the continuity of spirit the continuity of life i thought it was important but we can move on. Yeah. All right. So these, that's yeah. my dad is, um, he is number three from the left. So if you're looking at the far okay. left, that's my uncle Calvin. Uh, number two is my uncle Bobby. Number three is my dad right there, the shortest. Yeah. And number four is my uncle Ronnie. My uncle Ronnie, um, he was a, uh, he passed away unfortunately as well. Um, so they're brothers. And this was, uh, and again, life perspective right when my uncle ronnie died when he died that was the first time i saw all of them crying yeah and to see those grown men cry but it was their brother you yeah. know and it was just it was just very tough my uncle ronnie got a hero's send-off though from many police departments out i mean they came as far away as iowa to really? pay their respects um, but yeah, that's my dad. That's my dad right there. Number three. Oh, look at that. And this <laughs> one, that's your dad. Yeah. And you? Yeah, that's me. Oh. Um, so this one, uh -huh. this one here is a good one. Um, a couple things are happening in this picture. This picture is real special. Um, so when, so my dad was, he was my biggest champion when I joined the Navy too. Biggest champion. Mm -hmm. My dad was my biggest champ. This picture was taken the week I came back to Illinois from Harvey. the service. Absolutely. Yeah, not from Harvey, from uh, from San Diego, California. Mm -hmm. That was the week. The I had hair then. <laughs> <laughs> I had oh. hair. Um, that was the week. And I'll tell you something. I don't know if anybody remembers things called disposable cameras. Yes. There used to be cameras where you had to you had to take a picture mm -hmm. and then wait to get it yes. processed. <laughs> that was the last picture on that camera. Wow. Wow. How special. Very special. Yeah. Yep. Those memories are great. All right. Now this one uh -huh. here, <laughs> another one of my favorites. 
So my dad looked good in anything. He looked great dressed up. He looked good in anything. But he was a weightlifter. My dad was a, like I said, he was a wrestler in high school. He was a bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, he looks fit. Yeah, he was always fit, a runner. And, um, but what he has on here is like how I remember him. So the shirt says Muscle Beach. It's like, you know, some, you know, some jock yeah, Muscle yeah. Beach XXL, <laughs> the gun department, you know? <laughs> He's got that. He's got his shades on. And uh, he was never anywhere without his shades. Never. He was never anywhere without his shades. This is a backyard party that we're having um, at my Auntie Diane's house. And just um, just a good time, man. Just a, just an absolute time. That smile and that's just yes. everything, man. It was just, you know, he was it, man. He was. That's really, a great memory. He was. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, and I took, again, disposable camera. So I took that picture sitting down. He was walking up saying something. And I was like. I'm going to just snap that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're playing. All right. Now watch this. This is so this (laughs) (laughs) this is a two part. Okay. Because I wanted to listen. I I wanted to for anybody listening. What I do know one thing that does help. Is. The things that make you smile. It helps. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. People. It gets easier with time. No, it don't. But I tell you what does help: the things that make you smile. This is a two-part picture that you're going to see right here. So, so, so you could see they're playing double dutch. Okay. Now, anybody who's ever jumped rope or played <laughs> double dutch knows you need coordination with that. Now, my dad, you can see him right there. He's about to try his luck. <laughs> He's about to jump in. Now, uh, take it to the next one, Alex, please. That is oh. the disaster of him <laughs> messing up the double dutch. <laughs> um, but it was, um, again, I thought it was, to me, these are important because they just show who a dad and an uncle is yes. all in one picture. A dad, a brother, and an uncle all in one picture. Beautiful. Um, yeah, one of my favorite memories. Uh Okay, so that's this baby picture, Curtis. that's me. Yeah, that's baby Curtis, <laughs> yep, uh, with way more hair than I've had. Man, I can't remember <laughs> all that hair. But that's me, that's my mom, and then that's Gosh. my dad right there. Um, Your mom pic- is beautiful, too. Thank you very much. This picture uh, is, um, so my dad had all kinds of, millions of photo albums, photo albums on top of photo albums, Um and my dad was old school. I showed him about, I was like, yo, dad, you got to like scan some of these pictures and put them on your digital. He was like, <laughs> he tried it once. and like, I'm not doing all that. No. So um, this picture here, I really love because uh, my parents were 30, in their 30s, 30, 31, I think, when they had me. Um, and... For so many people, you know, relationships and things like that, you get into life and you go through life, you're like, when you have kids, nobody, there's there's never a parent who's got it all, all down. No. Never. There's never been a parent who's got it all, I, I know, it's all worked out. It doesn't happen like that in life. This picture is important to me because... 
as a parent at about the same age, like it it matters to me very much that I see and my son sees and everybody sees that like our family and our loved ones are what gave birth to us and that's all that matters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's that's all that matters. I look at this picture and I can just see like myself, my son's mom and Xavier. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know? Um, but yeah, that's the importance of this picture. It's very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is that. one of this is probably the best picture. So I um, all that hair. Just kidding. Yeah, all that hair. <laughs> <laughs> Double the hair. Um so I asked you about like when you you know, you're working, being a mom and all that kind of stuff. What's it like? But in this picture, you know, my dad was an iron worker, like I said, so he like anybody knows anything about iron workers like his job was just it was a hard job and yet he had time to come home and play with me yeah and i have the same picture with me and xavier oh really yes but it wasn't it wasn't staged like the i, I didn't look at this and then stage okay because uh-huh. xavier's like 11 now yeah um we were at um lake geneva uh-huh. we're at lake geneva on a trip hanging out Xavier's young and we're just walking around doing the shopping doing the whole thing and and you know when kids you know they're not talking yet so he's just got the arms like this up in the sky and I picked him up picked him on my shoulder and uh you know a friend snapped a picture of us and you know little did I know I didn't actually see this picture until he passed mm-hmm. like I didn't find this picture until he passed and this picture means a lot uh, because uh, I uh, I found this picture. I found this picture in his bedroom. This picture was in his bedroom, and it was uh, it wasn't like his his top sock drawer you know like socks watches rings and this picture so yeah that's how that one made he kept the cut it close to his heart he did he yeah. did he died in the same room with that picture so yeah that's one of my favorite pictures this picture here is uh so that was after his funeral with your family yep that was after that was after his funeral look at all the love everybody there together yep that was after his funeral um and that's all my aunties cousins everybody man um everybody we could fit in the basement in that one in that one (laughs) shot at that moment um yeah that was an awesome picture that was an awesome, uh, it was, you know, while it was the worst day ever, and I don't wish that on anybody, um, you know, I do, I do think, well, that's kind of what fueled this. 
you know, like we talked about. Like my dad, my dad was in the chat. You know? I remember your dad in the chat. My dad was in the chat. He got yes. to see, he got to see he got to see Good Morning Aurora. Yes, he got to see it. You know, I called him a couple times after the show. What'd you think? He was like, you, you, you doing it, you know, like, yeah. like not bad, not bad. And, um, what a gift. It, exactly. So that's why when we talked about it, that's why the only way we could do this was live and in person. Yes. Right. Live and in person. It's, it's just the, it's the only way to do it. Um, so yeah. And while that does make me sad, it, you know, it it does make me sad, but it I think it makes me more proud than you know, the sadness is there, but I feel like the the pride overrides that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that does feel good. That does feel real good. He sounds like a great father. Yeah, he was the man. He was he was a fantastic father. And I think that you know, so many, it's just so many things. I mean, it's it's real deep. We don't have enough time for it now, but like, it's just, you know, when I think back about all of the things, all of the times, the places and the moments, it was, it was just, it was a great life and a great experience. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I really do like, I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate it. I feel like. I don't know. The world definitely was a colder place after I found out my dad passed. Yes. But um you learn so much in the process, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um but I've changed a lot since then and and I feel especially with this year as we talked about like this year the focus of Good Morning Aurora is on those things that my dad because we would talk about it we would talk about it one thing that my dad did not like seeing he did not like to see people doing the least he didn't want he didn't like to see people misrepresenting especially young black men you know he yes. did not like to see he liked the content of the show mm -hmm. because he felt always that like if you're going to represent he's like if you're going to represent yourself if you're going to put something out there if you're going to be seen or be heard it needs to be something that helps people not gossip and bs and all that yes. so when we would talk about the show he he really liked it he really did and he was in the chat and you know that really does that hurts a lot like i think that that's probably the thing that makes me like instantly cry is that but yet it also fuels your spirit it does it's weird it yeah. does it's that's what it is that's what it is and um yeah so that's that was that's what it is man um it is 8:55 my friends thank you for watching good morning aurora we have a few friends on the chat sisters Party Decor, hello, thank you for watching. Mario Blanquel, Sor Zapata. Uh, we have Amy Seahawk. She says her 11-year-old grandmother was also put on a train by herself in Europe. Um, thank you for sharing that, Amy. We have Jose Arts. Good morning. Thanks for sharing. Jose Arts, good morning. Yes. Josie Mendoza, she says both of her parents were under hospice care. And that's another thing I think we need to talk on the show about hospice care. I wish I would have known more. I know a lot more now than I didn't then. 
So I think that's one of those things that I, I think we should also focus, and I would like to focus on just in general to understand hospice care. Uh, we have Nancy Ortiz. We have... Um, Yo, baby C, that's <laughs> Jose Paiz. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul Dominguez, good morning, Peter Aguilera. Mary Galarza, she's a good, good friend. And man, she got me through. Um, her and many of our of our friends, too many to name. But but thank you so much. I, I will always be so thankful for you. Um, we have Elsa Cepeda. And, um, and, you know, it's one of those things that I think... Um, life is memories right life it's little bits and pieces of moments right we don't want a perfect life because think about it if we had a perfect life and if everything went our way how would we know everything's going our way right. right we need those challenges in between to kind of understand and get that perspective that hey i'm doing good right now or eh, i'm not doing so good right now so maybe i gotta work a little bit harder but it's those moments of time and to be able to capture those i don't really have pictures of me as a child my family we never really had money we didn't have a camera right so i i don't have too many so i don't I don't always take a lot of pictures either. Mm -hmm. I started now, but um, but I think to be able to capture those moments and to find those gifts where you can capture those memories and you can go back to them, that is gold. Yeah. And you know one of the one of the things, um, my mom passed away a year before. Ailani did. I thought it was the end of the world, but I will tell you this. I would visit her a lot to the cemetery, and one day she said, stop. Stop going. You're going too much. It's not good for you. And she said, think about this. If grandma is finally free, and she's in the air, and she's in the birds, and she's in the trees, and she's in the breeze, why the heck would she be in the cemetery? I wouldn't. Right. So don't don't find her there. Find her in those moments, in that happiness, in those signs, in those birds. And I think it's beautiful. I think in a way she was preparing us, you know, for that. And and I hope that in your heart you find that peace and you find those memories and those signs. The the one thing, because I know we're running out of time, is eight fifty nine. I would like to ask you, Curtis, mm -hmm. what is something that your dad told you that you will forever remember oh man oh man um well there's a few and i'll make them quick they're quick um the first thing i remember him telling me is he used to say learn all you can and can all you learn <laughs> and just like somebody listening to that's like what the heck does that mean he you know what he did he would he would say, learn all you can, right? I'd be like, yeah, learn all I can. He was like, okay, now can all you learn. He was like, put your hand on this side of your ear and treat your head like a can and just put everything in it and can it and don't lose it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> can, learn all you can and <laughs> can all you quote. learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then um, another thing that my dad told me, and I have never – I took this with me all over the place. I still use – I still – he said, you'd never have a problem until you have a problem that money can't solve. Yes. And I remember he told, I, he, I, he told me that when I was like 12 years old. I never forgot that. Because I remember that it, it, 
made me think like, holy cow, you know, and I, in life, as I've gone through things and had adversity and all that, it's kind of one of the things that's allowed me to uh, keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have a problem until you have a problem that money can't solve. Yes. Like a health issue, yes. cancer, things like that. Those are actual issues. So the, 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 the point of that, the point of that was to was to be a more resilient person. You know what I'm saying? Everything's not a problem. Yes. Everything's not a problem. Um, but also I took different steps in life. So be early, be on time, you know, things like things like that. But those are the two things that uh, most readily come to mind. Yeah. Other stuff is like, uh, you know, old school country stuff that nobody would understand, I mean, you know old old country things that he would he would say all the time he uh what would he say i don't know just some country stuff man if i remember it i'll make a post about it someday <laughs> you know curtis another question quick question comes to mind but i want to know what scares you uh not much i'll tell you this this is funny okay I, I'm, I'm gonna share some this is deep you ready yes all right check it out my whole life i was afraid of spiders my whole life hmm. i've been very afraid of spiders when my dad passed since my dad i the fear of spiders is just gone i remember that actually you remember me telling you that yeah. I think no I, I remember one time you saw a spider on the show yeah and you <laughs> you had yeah. this panic look on your face cried yeah <laughs> seriously oh in the old studio yeah yes. um but yeah i'm seriously now spiders yeah. So nothing, nothing scares me. I used to be a very scared, frightened kid um, in the pi early picture that you saw. But I, I, I kind of, you know, life just kind of grew me out of that. Yeah. But I think spiders was it. Yeah. Spiders was really it. Because, you know, what scares me the most is um, dementia. To not be able to to remember her, to remember who she was. Um so I, I have her Ilani Strong page, and I uh, write letters to her as if she was going to read them. And at some point in time when I'm stronger, I will go back and I will review her story because I think that's one of the things. If we forget about our loved ones, I think that's when the memory, when the memory dies, that's when they really pass away, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then I just want to end on this note, it's 9.03, so... Um, uh, we had a we had a nice message from a dear friend and family. So, hi Curtis, this is Renata from the Cayetano family. Thanks for the support of my big brother Leo. Thanks, God bless you. Also, good morning. So, Renata uh, Cayetano was the um, yes. the sister, the youngest sister of Leo Cayetano, who's on our on our Facebook page uh, at the top in the header. That picture will remain there uh, for the rest of the month. Um, but when Juan called me. Um, when Leo Cayetano passed, Juan called me from the hospital crying. The only thing I could think of was just to go there. Yes. That was just really it, man. So I do appreciate it to the Cayetano family. Uh, but thank you guys very much for watching us mm -hmm. today. Um, it means a lot. And actually, I, I feel a lot better. Good. Good. Mission I accomplished. I didn't think I was, I didn't think we were going to come in as not feeling good, but this really helped. It was all part of the plan. <laughs> That's why you're doing the episode right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you guys very much for watching. I appreciate it, man. Just thank you guys for listening to us. Um, Good Morning Aurora this year is going to be focused, and, Buen and Buenos Dias Aurora is going to be focused on three things really hardcore. Family, wellness, 
and community health things. So you so you will see those three elements in the postings, in the events that we share, and the news that we share, hardcore and consistent, much more so this year. Um, again, the spirit of Alani and Rudy is in this show every single day. If you are experiencing grief, if you've lost a loved one, our hearts go out to you and your family as well. Everybody who watches this show, yes. um, whether you tune, you know, tune in all the time or if you tune in once a week, it's all to the good. We hope that you and your family are blessed too. Grief is difficult, but you're not alone. And if you need somebody to talk to, there's Fox Valley Hands of Hope. Um, and if you want to know how to get connected with grief services in the community send us an email at goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com or a dm and we'll put you in contact yes our love and our prayers are with you guys um and thank you for watching Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.